feel that uh, my wife and I, uh, I know for certain that um, uh, I would not be here today if it wasn't for my wife, uh, the anchor in my soul that kept me steady from uh, hanging myself, jumping off a bridge, you know, all the above. She's a very steady, stable woman, and God knew uh, that uh, uh, we were to be together. And so I mean that, Rhonda, everything through the years, and uh, you are a tremendous strength to our whole family, to our whole family. And so I'm just, I'm just grateful, tremendously grateful. And um, this is the beginning, not the end. Amen. Amen. Um, uh, I was going to share something, but I'm just going to introduce Pastor Steve here. Uh, many of you, you've heard the history. Uh, maybe another time I would share that. But uh, Pastor Steve and Trish have been uh, tremendous strength in our lives. We served at the Destiny Church. Uh, incidentally, if you're from the Ashby area and you're like, where do I go to church? That is the church to go to, the Destiny Church, because over 40 plus years, Steve and Trish have been plowing away and have not quit. And so, I, I, you know, I serve the Lord, look to Jesus, but I kept one eye on them and watched them. And, uh, you know, uh, I have, through many, many times, we've had lunch together. We've taken numerous missions trips together and uh, preached the gospel and crusades and been all across the world and, and served in that amazing church in Ashby. It's an amazing church. The presence of God is there. They contend for the supernatural. They really do. And um, my wife and I have served there about nine years and um, we didn't leave until there was a transition. We actually felt there was somebody to to take step into the role that we, we fill, but w those were some of the best years of our life, and I mean that with all sincerity. And uh, I made a lot of mistakes. I fell down, got back up. Uh, Steve straightened me out, and uh, Trish is nicer than God. I mean, I'm telling you, Trish is an amazing woman. Her crown, I say, is going to be bigger than Jupiter. And they are a tremendous couple. They've had a great impact on our life and helped us in very dark times, encouraged us and prayed for us. And so uh, I'm a loyal guy and they will forever, ever be a part of our life. No matter what they do. If he says, I hate you, Mike, and I know what I'm going to do to you, I'm still going to bring him flowers. <laughs> because uh, he took, he took a, a, a step of faith bringing me on back in 1990s and 93. So uh, Steve has a word to share here, and uh, I just love for you all to just please stand and honor Pastor Steve and Trish as they come forward as he comes. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. You may be seated. My wife has a wild word for you guys. Um, I'm so honored to be here to celebrate this great celebration. Yes. Wow, that video. Oh, my. Tears. <laughs> so many memories, so many wonderful memories for you guys. I can't imagine you guys have been through so much. But I was just wanted to share a scripture. This scripture came to me this morning. 
and it's from Isaiah 2.2, and it says, It shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in, in the top of the mountains, and it says it's going to be the chief mountain, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all the nations shall flow to it. This is a place where the nations are going to flow into it. And I just think this is so great today. I honor you guys because your faith, we've had tough couple years, right? Everybody, fear was on people. But fear was not on you guys. Amen. Today, your faith is seen. You guys were working when everybody was cowering and hiding. And your faith is here, right here, you know? It's, it's the faith that you had is now um, evident. So I just want to honor you guys and celebrate this day because you have been working and your faith has been working. And, you know, the scripture goes on to say, um, I'm not real good with these things here, but it says that the nations are going to come, and it says, and many people shall go and say, come ye, let us go to the mountain of the Lord's house, and he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths. So you've made a place ready, and I like what everybody's been saying, and what um, that last song we sang, is like, this is just the beginning. And you have, your faith has been working, and you've prepared a place, and You've been preparing this place, and it's just the beginning, actually. So um, I just think it's, I just want to honor you guys for your faith and working all of you guys together, you, your staff, and everybody's been working. It's, it, we're honoring everybody because you have prepared this place for, the, for the, um, all the nations to flow in. So, and... And I just really believe, like, this region is going to be changed. This atmosphere has changed because you guys and your faith has been at work. So um, the, the atmosphere in the region here is changed. So God bless you. God bless this congregation. And um, I'm excited to see what's coming. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Sister Trish. It's great to be here, man. Hey, I want to just say this. Thank you guys so much for, first of all, honoring Mike and Rhonda. Man, that really got me. Way to go. I'm not a crier. I usually, when I feel emotion, I think about cement. That's, most, <laughs> that's the most unpleasant thing I can think of is pouring cement. So I think about pouring cement. And it usually works, but man, it really moved me a lot. It takes a lot to move me. I'm like a pillar of stone or something. <laughs> but I really appreciate you all. And man, Mike and Rhonda, wow, what a milestone. All of these years, wow. And um, I uh, believe, that, like they said, your greater days are ahead. And, um, you know, like Mike said, you know, he worked with me for years. And he says though, that some of the greatest days of his life, they're some of the greatest days of my life, too. Um, I won't tell you all that. Our staff meetings, but they were like, it, they were, they were hilarious. Mike, Mike um, has a, quite a sense of humor and a, quite an imagination. 
I don't know if you, if you get to know Mike, you'll find that out real fast that he had quite an imagination. We, uh, we used to talk about being on the mission field because we took a lot of mission trips together. And, and I, said, I said, well, we were talking about how they would kill us. Um, is, is somebody censoring my, this mic goes off every once in a while. But anyway, so, um, but he, we were talking about, well, we, we were talking about how we wanted to die. You know, we don't want to be tortured to death. And so one country, we were talking about how they cut their heads off. And I said, well, I think that's the way to go. I mean, it's, it's over in a second. Mike goes, no, no, you, you can steal your heads over there going, I feel this. <laughs> That's just to get a little window into the humor, but over the years, but it's been hilarious. But the greatest thing, um, you know, when I, everything, when Mike was with us, everything Mike and Rhonda did, it was always done with integrity, commitment. They were always passionate. They were all in 100% and excellence. When I walked in here, I thought, man, this is excellent. This is, um, it, it, and that's attention to details. Everything is, it's, it felt like um, the Queen of Sheba, it felt like the Queen of Sheba, you know, when he saw the wisdom of Solomon, he saw all the workers and everything, he, it says it took his breath away. And that's kind of how I felt here when I came in today. Way to go, you guys. Way to go. I, I just admire you guys so much. And, um, you know, Mike only gave me 10 minutes and, takes me that long to say my name so it's gonna be it's gonna be really rough this morning but um, but I um, you know I want one of the things I want to say about Mike and Rhonda I mean um, they do things excellently and but the, one of the greatest gifts that God gave them was the gift of leadership and and that's no small thing and, um, you know, when Mike told me, because, you know, we, huh, my, wife, my wife said, you know, we've been kind of in a, am I walking off the camera? Okay. When we, we've kind of been in a mess the last couple of years. I don't know if you, I was going to list all the things that we've been going through, the pandemic, uh, social upheaval, racial tension, election stuff. I mean, just economic stuff. It just goes on and on, all this stuff. And you know what is needed when, when there's so much upheaval, the greatest thing that's needed is leadership. The, the greatest thing that's needed is for somebody to say, this is the way, and to speak with clarity, and to take action. And that's what we've needed so much in our nation. And sometimes, you know, when I would be in the midst of, you know, another thing happening in our world, I'd, I'd say to myself, you know, where are the leaders? Where are the people that can speak that won't conform, but that will say something with clarity and say, this is the way ahead. Even though there's a lot of turmoil and there's a lot of people dissenting and turning back, but where are the leaders that will take a risk? And I remember when Mike told me, he said, uh, I don't remember exactly, you know, it's kind of time goes by, but he said he was going to build. And I looked at him because we were out to eat and he said, I'm going to we're going to build. And I, said, I looked at him, and I have to tell you, I was going, what? Have you lost your mind? I mean, it's not the time to build. But I look back on that. He was, that's what leaders do. Leaders take risks. And it's important for us to follow people that are willing to take a risk. And, you know, when you take a risk, it doesn't always work out. You know, I remember I heard this pastor, uh, Craig Rochelle, some of you heard of him, Life TV Church or whatever. And um, he said that when, once a year they get their pastors together and they, um, they, he goes, I, I want to know what you failed at. 
I thought, what a dumb question. We don't want to fail. We want to succeed. And he goes, I want, to, I want to know what you failed at. Because he said, if you didn't fail, you didn't risk enough. And I just thought, man, that's, that's, that, is a, that is a marker for leadership, is when somebody will take a risk. Somebody will stand up and say, this is the way. And it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they do. But people need to rise up like Mike and Rhonda have done and say, this is the way forward. And I just want to just honor them this morning and let them know how much we are behind them, 100%. You know, like I, I think I've known them for 30 years. Has it been 30 years? Yeah, and I'm old. <laughs> but like Mike said, we've been on a lot of different trips and, and stuff. And um, the greatest thing that we have is we have our friendship. And, um, but I just want to say, um, you know, there's a verse in the Bible. It says in Matthew, it says, and it's talking about Jesus here. It says, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region in the shadow of darkness, or shadow of death, light has come. And of course, it's talking about that light. It's talking about the ministry of Jesus. But I just thought about how, you know, it says that people sat in darkness. And that's what happens when people are in darkness. They sit. I mean, I don't know if you've ever had this happen. Like right now, we don't have any outside light probably maybe in those doors there. But if the lights went off in this room, people wouldn't just jump up and start running. I mean, people stop and they try to adjust to the darkness. And usually what happens when people are in darkness, they sit. When people are in darkness spiritually, they become inactive. When people can't see the way forward, they become inactive. And what was talking about the ministry of Jesus is that he, beca he became someone, a leader, who began to speak clarity. And, and as he spoke clarity, people began to rise to that light. And I, I really see this over Mike and Rhonda. I see them as leaders who will speak light in, the, in this time of turmoil, this time of darkness, so that people can begin to rise. I mean, I tell you this, the church desperately needs to rise. You know, I was, I was, had this, um, it's hard to follow my notes because I don't have very much time, but um, I, I remember I was at this conference a couple of years ago and I met, I, there was a pastor friend that I had and, and he said, I want you to introduce you to this, pack, this pastor from Pakistan. He has a network of churches, a lot of them are house churches, but he has some, there are buildings. And I, so I met the guy and, and so then later that pastor said to me, he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, I'm going, I'm going to go to Pakistan. And I was wondering if you wanted to go with. I'm going, Pakistan? Are you out of your mind? Isn't that where Osama bin Laden was? I mean, don't they cut people's heads off there? I mean, I'm just like, I'm just like, are you nuts? That's, that's, I mean, I probably didn't say that because I probably was like, well, let me pray about it, brother. I probably was, I was probably more like that, you know. I pray and see if the Lord is leading you or something. But, but inside I'm going, have you lost your mind? And, um, and then a, sometime later, uh, I saw this documentary. I'm Norwegian. And I saw this documentary about this Norwegian preacher who was holding large crusades throughout. I mean, Ron Hart Bonnke type crusades in Pakistan. And I thought to myself, here I'm going, you can't, it can't be done. That's impossible. It can't be done. And here there's crazy Norwegians out there with these huge crowds and these 
People are coming to Jesus and people are being healed and, and all they got their little turbans on and all their stuff in there and they're ripping their turbans off and they're following. I don't know if they're doing that actually, but, but they're following Jesus. And I just thought to myself, you know, that's what we need. We need people. You know, there's a verse in Matthew. It says, from the moment John the Baptist, this is the Passion Translation, says, the moment John the Baptist stepped onto the scene until now, the kingdom of heaven, the heaven's kingdom is bursting forth. Heaven's kingdom. You know, they shut everything down and they said, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that. But you know what? Heaven's kingdom is still bursting forth. Heaven's kingdom is still bursting forth. In fact, these are the greatest days for the church that the world has ever seen. If we just have eyes to see, if we have people that will rise up and take a risk, Risk, take a risk. The last part of this verse says, and passionate people have taken hold of its power. Are you the people? I believe you are. You're the passionate people that rally around a leader that takes a risk. You know, it's, it's interesting. I'll close with this. Um, there's a story. I had so many things to say, but... There's a story that uh, kind of goes, it's really kind of a weird story. It's in, it's in 2 Kings chapter 6, and it's, it's about Elisha, the prophet. And um, what happens was Syria had came out and besieged the Samaria. And so it was really a bleak situation. And so it got so bad, people were starving in the city, and so they were selling donkeys' heads for thousands of dollars. And, you know, actually, it's, it sounds terrible, but women were e even eating their own children. And they were even eating doves' dung. I mean, it was, it was really looked bleak. And so um, it says that uh, the man of God prophesied that in 24 hours, this whole situation is going to turn around. And everybody's going, oh, that's impossible. And then it's seen changes, and it says there's four lepers. Four lepers at the gate. And I, and I love this because, you know, sometimes I wish that everything I did, and I'm sure Mike feels the same way, every time we did something for God, I wish there was a, like we'd be walking down the street and all of a sudden a, a bush would burst into flames and, Steve, yes, yes Lord, thou shall arise. I wish that's the way it was, or an angelic visitation. And I, I mean, I've had God speak to me supernaturally at times, but most of the times it's kind of a hunch. It's kind of a hunch. It's kind of like, should we do this? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. Why don't we try it? Let's just try it. Let's just risk. Let's just, let's just not just sit here. Let's just do something. Amen. And I felt like that when I'm, I'm sure Mike probably, they did, there was a lot of liberation but it's just, that's kind of how I felt like it. Why don't we just go out there? They're saying it can't be done. Prices are going up. This is going, happening. That's happening. Everybody's shutting down. Hey, what do you think? Why don't we just build? What do you think? I think it's crazy. But it just might be God. You know what I mean? It's, there's something supernatural that happens in the risk. <clears throat> and these four lepers, they're just sitting there and they go, we're can't we sit here? We're dead meat. If we go into the city, we're they're dying there too. Then they go, there's one chance, it's not a good one, but there's one chance. Why don't we go and surrender?
to the Syrians. I don't know how, I don't know who came up with the idea or, or if they're all on board, but maybe they all were so desperate they said, yeah, let's do it. And so it says that at twilight, when, when it was starting to get dark, there was still light. There was still a little bit of light. They rose and they went at twilight to the enemy's camp. You know what verse 7 says of 2 Kings 7? It says, at twilight, same time, at twilight, the Syrians, God caused the Syrians to hear an invading army coming. And all they are is just four lepers. You know, a few fingers missing, you know, maybe an ear fell off on the way or something. It's just kind of a bad looking situation here, but they're going, I don't know, uh, here, we, here we go, we're taking a risk. And all of a sudden, God goes, I like those guys. <laughs> and God did something. You know, sometimes risks are huge, like Pakistan and Crusades, but sometimes risks are little things. You know, I used to do this. We used to do, when I was first saved, we used to do these street, we did a lot of evangelism on the streets. And one thing we used to do is we used to pick up hitchhikers on Lake Street we put them in the back seat of the car, and we'd say, where are you going? They'd tell us. And then we'd start witnessing to them. Sometimes they'd say, well, can you take me, let me off right here. But we just kept witnessing to them. And I used to look back on that saying, that was the, some of the stupidest things we ever did in our entire lives. But we were all zeal, no brains. You know, that's kind of how it was. So I was in Ashby. Now, Ashby is not on the way to somewhere. It's on the way to nowhere. And so I'm in Ashby, and I'm preaching on my, uh, at our church. And for some reason, I tell this story. I say, yeah, you know, I was, used to pick up hitchhikers. That's the time, time's up. No. <laughs> and I said, I used to pick up hitchhikers. And I, t I told this story. And this lady comes, she was visiting. She came up to me. She goes, you picked me up. And I'm thinking, this is 40 years. Come on, you trying to tell me 40 years ago I picked you up. Come on, I don't believe it. She goes, I remember. I, she goes, I was with my my boyfriend and we were, I was going to get an abortion and you led us to Jesus and I kept a child. And I'm still thinking, I, I, you know, I don't know. And she goes, I remember it was a blue car and we had a blue car. And so even something that's so foolish, it's so simple, it's so little. You know, the Bible says that if you give a cup of cold water to somebody who's a disciple, it's so little, it's not a real big risk. But it's something so little, but he said, you won't lose your reward. You know, I read years ago this story, this book. It was called, how many of you ever read it? It's called The Butterfly Effect. How many of you ever read that? It seems hard to believe, but that's actually a scientific study where they say a butterfly flaps its wings and it affects weather in Florida. I mean, it's hard to believe, isn't it? But then he went on and he talked about chain reactions chain reactions and he said the whole civil war was won by one guy who stood it's called Pickett's Charge how many ever heard that and and they were out they didn't have no ammo and it was like they it was a terrible situation it was hopeless and this guy all of a sudden just on the spur of the moment he said to his men he goes charge and they're like charge <laughs> and when they jumped over the wall and they charged they took a risk this guy, this one guy, he said it, it freaked the Confederate people out and they started scattering and they say that, that that Gettysburg battle was won because of that one thing. 
It created a chain reaction. You don't know what one little risk that you take, the chain reaction that it will take. See, we think that this building here is affecting only you. It's not. I'll tell you by the word of the Lord, it's not just affecting you. It's a milestone, but it's affecting churches in Alexandria. I mean, I'm thinking, I walked in here, I'm thinking, we need to build. <laughs> we've been in this, we've been here long enough. We need to be like one of those lepers going, well, I don't know, let's just try it, see what happens, you know. Let's take a risk, let's try it and see what happens. And that's when God showed up, is when those people stepped out and they tried it. They took a risk. Amen? At twilight. You know, I asked the Lord one time, I said, I said, uh, you know, why, why lepers? Why couldn't it be somebody else? I mean, lepers, I mean, you can't get lower on the stratus of society than a leper. I mean, they don't, you know, it's, I mean, it's, they're kind of outcasts, they have no status whatsoever. But, you know, it seemed like this thought came to me. I thought it was inspired. He said, if a leper can do it, if a leper can do it, if a leper can set off a chain of reactions, if a leper can set off a chain of reactions that causes the whole battle and the whole situation to turn around in 24 hours, just think what you could do. If you're willing to do one thing, take a risk. And I just want to honor you Mike and Rhonda and this whole church for taking a risk. Way to go. Way to go. And don't give, it, don't give up. Like, it, like it's been said over and over again, your greatest days are yet ahead. Can we all stand together? Can I just pray and then I'll give it back to you, Mike. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. You know, years ago, and I know Mike and Rhonda have had the same feeling, I had this incredible desire to quit. It was like, I, it was like supernatural. I just, I mean, I was like, I'm going to take my toys and go home. It was one of those moments, you know. And, um, and I had this, when my grandmother, she was the patriarch of our family, and when she died, I saw, I actually saw her in heaven. God just showed me a picture of her in heaven. I thought, what? Well, I don't understand why God showed that to me because I never doubted that she went to heaven. But she was the reason we, you know, we were all Christians because of her. And so then years later, when I had this moment, I'm quit. I quit. I quit. I didn't tell anybody, but I told, well, I told my wife. Usually my wife's pretty cheerful, but I actually think I got her down that time. But all of a sudden, when I was praying one day, I wasn't quitting on God. I was just quitting on ministry. And I saw, I saw that picture of my, my grandmother in heaven again. And I was so I was like shocked. Why, why am I seeing this again? And... And all of a sudden, God started talking to me and said, 
See, your grandmother was faithful. She didn't quit. Because she was, I mean, she wasn't a preacher or anything, but because she was faithful, she prayed and she served. You're, you're a Christian. And not only are you a Christian, but generations will be affected. That was hard to go on after that, but I just realized that what I did, and then God showed me a picture, and I, I didn't have, I had kids, but I didn't have any grandkids at that time, but God showed me a picture of a little girl in a Holy Ghost service with her hands raised, tears running down her eyes. God said, it's your grandkids and me. The meanest people. Cement. <laughs> and he said, if you quit, you'll lose them. And I just saw that my actions, even though I had the quit in me, my actions are not just affecting me. They're not just affecting my kids. They're affecting generations. And what you're doing here today is not just affecting you. It's not just affecting your children. It's not just affecting the people in this room. You're affecting this area. You're affecting generations. And you can never, I mean, even though you want to quit, don't ever quit. You might make it to heaven. It might, you might, it may not be a glorious coming, but it might be a crash landing. But at least you made it there. Amen. Don't ever quit. It's worth it. The price is worth it. Amen. <laughs> and I just want you to encourage you to, I want to encourage you to take risks like you have done. This is a tremendous risk. And people's lives will be affected by it. Let me just pray over you. Lord, thank you so much for this great church harvest. Thank you for these amazing, amazing people. Thank you for their passion, the passion of their devotion. And Lord, this morning, I just pray that you stir up a fresh and a new Lord. Lord, they can take a, a break for a moment just to revel in what you've done. But Lord, let that pioneer spirit come upon them once again. Our world desperately needs to have leaders that take risks. And Lord, we just thank you right now that that's evident in this place. And I just pray that the work ahead will be powerful as it has been and will increase 30, 60, and 100 fold. I just pray your blessing upon this church, God, and upon Mike and Rhonda as the leaders. Thank you for giving them clarity definition and vision, Lord. Thank you so much. And we give you all the praise for all that you've done. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Steve. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to pray and we have uh, coffee. Uh, we have cookies. And so we continue the celebration. I think then there's some picture frames that you can sign. And I know the marriage has maybe two dozen spots left or less. 
So you can see Paul and Lisa about that coming up this Friday. Um, so I think those are the announcements. And make sure you give uh, Pastor Steve and Trish hugs. Steve loves hugs. Don't believe it. That he's hardest to men. Don't believe that. He loves hugs. And thank the trustees and Jessica and Jackie and all those who are so, so thankful, so thankful for all of you and, and all of this working together. Amen. Um, let me bless you. Father, I just thank you right now for this holy moment. But Lord, I thank you that even as you stir up in people's hearts, that many can come to you, those maybe watching online, even here, Lord, that are not in right relationship with you, that they could call on the name of Jesus and they would be saved. Anyone here today, and that's you, you know what, I'm not right with God, and you call on the name of the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me, I repent, come into my life, save me. And you, that's the greatest step of faith. And that faith risk will bring you into God's purposes for your life. And we believe that for you. I bless each, each person here, those watching online. Thank you, Lord. As we go out with joy, we'll be led forth with peace. In the mighty name of Jesus, all God's people said, amen, amen. amen. Give God praise, amen. Amen. I just want to invite all the workers to come forward. Some of you might need prayer. They are prayed up people. They are safe people. They're here to minister to you. Whatever you may need, they'll love on you and, and minister God's word. Uh, don't leave if you feel you need prayer here today. God bless you all. Let's fellowship in the lobby. God bless you. Thank you.